0: Hi, this is Connor from Fireside Church. Thank you for listening to Fireside Church Messages. If you want to learn more about our church or what we're doing during this time to stay connected, visit our website, firesidechurch.org. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, Fireside, and happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. I uh, was greeted this morning with um, Ellie making uh, the, one of the biggest omelets I've ever seen. Um, and she had a, a little bit of this uh, Whole Foods uh, soda with a, a lemon on it, which Blake ended up drinking. But just a very special, special mm-hmm. day. So thank you, Kate, for, for making that all happen. And so for all you fathers out there, you know, we are just, uh, this is a day to celebrate you and just the hard work that you do. And each father is special, uniquely, and um, we just wanna say we're thankful for you. And so if you're watching this, make it a special day for your dad. Uh, make it a special day for your dad. Um, whatever that looks like. Uh, if your dad wants to have some alone time, give him alone time. If he wants to <laughs> have a bunch of family time, give him that. But. We are shifting a little bit. We just finished our "But God" series, but before we introduce what we're going to talk about today, I I just want to give you a little bit of an update on what's going on in our lives. And um, many of you know that uh, our daughter had um, uh, scans, really big scans, on Thursday, and so she, Ellie, has um, uh, relapsed for the second time with this battle for cancer. It has been three years, and like four months that we've been in this cancer world and i will say that god has been so present and that doesn't mean that doesn't minimize the struggle and the suffering and we're all going through a lot and we're all struggling and you just look at the world you look at COVID 19 you look at um all life um, all, you know, Black Lives Matter, you look at all these things in the world and, and you're just like, man, our world is broken. Our world is broken. And then for us, you know, with Ellie, it's just, it, I got to be honest with you, it's kind of hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. And um, we're still not sure what our next step is, but we will most likely be in treatment starting uh, next week. Um, and from there, we will uh, kind of assess. And so there is no plan. Um, and so for me, my struggle is I'm always trying to come up with a plan. I'm always trying to predict what God's going to do. And so with this trial drug, it's like, okay, you're going to use this new drug. I'll use first. And, and what, a, what an ending to a, a, a long story. And this will be great. They lived happily ever after case closed but that wasn't God's plan and so we're trying to struggle with that a little bit but so now we're just totally leaning into the presence of God and say God you know you're in control of this we're not so guide the doctors guide our ourselves and as I was um, outside this morning you know kate graciously giving me some time just to to kind of be silent i was reading in um, matthew 6 and I, I was watching the squirrels and i was watching the robins just kind of doing their thing and i was reminded you know that jesus says do not worry and he says this in matthew 6 and he says this and he says therefore i tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear is it not more important than food than the body more important than clothes look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they and that was a great reminder for me this morning that god is in control and then today's a great day. It's a summer day. It is uh, a day to be with your family. You know, for us, you know, uh, Ellie had a rough night, not, uh, to, to, to be honest with you. She was up a lot with some um, pains and aches. And But this morning she's making omelets and she's running around. And so it is a great day. And so let's just try to be present in the moment and trust God in the tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I, I think today's a timely message for us all
1: yeah guys we're so thankful um god knew exactly what we would need to hear this this morning and um, we're so thankful to have some dear friends of ours to be able to come and bring the word um, to fireside this morning many of you know they're a friend of ours they're a friend of fireside webb and terra saint prue many of you guys know and love them also and um, you know just over the past couple weeks we've been having some great conversation with them and just processing all that's happening right now. And we just um, thought it would be such a gift to our church to hear from them, to hear Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of their story, their perspective, and really to to pastor us, to give us um, a challenge and to give us um, just the right view of how to be a part of what God is doing on this front, to join him at work. and. Um, so we sat down with them on Zoom and just recorded our conversation, and we just think um, it's just what God wants to to share with our church this morning. So we're just so thankful for them mm-hmm. and um, for what they have been to us as friends, to our church, and then here this morning for them to take the time to, to share with us. So we will um, show you here our conversation with Webb and Tara.
0: First, wanted to thank you guys so much for doing this. I really do mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, for our church, Fireside, uh, for those of you who do not know Tara and Webb, Tara and Webb St. Pru, we they're uh, friends of ours. Uh, I would call you family. Um, we've done ministry together for... Uh,
1: How long? We're like, trying to remember this. A long time.
0: 2011. Five, 2011. Oh. 2011. So. Yeah. Um, and then, when we left the plant, they kind of took over the ministry that uh we were leading and just just so appreciate you guys and so you guys are pastors in the in the church, you know I know you guys just got your chaplain degrees, but yeah. you they've been in the church for a while, so you guys are our pastors, your shepherds and you know with everything going on in the world, you know, who better to share than than you guys, you know, and just. You know, we've touched on it here and there, but you know, we're we're trying to be better listeners and understandings. And we just wanted to take it. we've had a lot of conversations. You guys have coming over, even in the midst of COVID-19, the last couple of weeks have come over. And we just thought, you know what, let's let's share these conversations with the church and let's um let's you know see God at work and let's um continue the momentum and um let's just uh uh uh, just be bold in this and so uh have been gracious so we want to be listeners and so um if I could pray for us uh and then and then we'll we'll jump into it so Lord we just want to thank you so much for this time thank you for Taryn Webb thank you for their uh their their servanthood to you Lord for saying yes to their calling to be in ministry God, we pray for this conversation. We pray for the world, Lord. We pray for the black and brown community, Lord, that have suffered for so long, Lord. God, that we just thank you that you are God who hears and listens. So, Lord, we ask that you guide this time, today, this morning, and in your name we pray, amen. So, you know, know, 1 Corinthians 12, we talked about it. When one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. You guys are, of course, a part of the body, and you guys have suffered. and uh, you know there's so many people that really are just unaware and naive to that. And so I thought maybe if you guys could just share some of your perspective, your stories, um, and uh, just let us know like what does that look like? What is that suffering? What does that personally look like for you guys?
2: Well, I wanted to start um, by just thanking you guys for making this space. Um, I think we've had a lot of people reach out and ask, like, what can we do? Like, how can we, how can we be part of this? How can we be actively anti-racist, actively part of making a difference? Um, and I know Kate and I have had a couple conversations about that and making space um, where stories can be told um, in safety,
1: mm-hmm. um, where stories
2: can be received. I think that's that's a re- really a big deal. So we just want to start out um, with just thanking you guys for that. Um, let y'all know that you're heading on the right track. Yeah, so. this is the
3: start. This that's, this is how it begins right here. It is us talking, conversing, and uh, sharing, and um, yeah, without judgment.
2: Without judgment, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, either end. So. Truth, grace, and love. That's been mm-hmm. our um, uh, mantra through this, mm-hmm. is speaking the truth with grace and love. Um mm-hmm praying that hearts are open. So, oh, um, it's <laughs> <so> our experience. <laughs> well, so somebody asked me, somebody asked me what would change look like, right? What would it look like? And I said, well, I would be able to take a road trip from Massachusetts to Florida without fear. Um, and that sounds like a simple thing. How many people have taken road trips from Mass to Florida? That's like cheapest way to get there, right? <laughs> but you see, for us, we'd have to drive through the South. To get there, um, and that's not a safe place for us. Um, so, so I think something as simple as that is something that a luxury that we're not afforded as mm-hmm. Black and brown people in America. Before we go on vacation, we look up the place that we're traveling to to see uh, how prevalent is racism in this area, because maybe it's a place that we shouldn't travel to. Um, so you know, and we love to travel, so just simple things like that um is part of part of the story um right
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. um for me, the struggle is like the struggle was when I was young, I mean, when I first moved up here to New England, um it was definitely a culture shock, um moving from Miami, Florida, where you know we're in just black people all over, um, I'm actually a Haitian community, um, you know, and then moved up here. It was definitely a shock. The cold was a shock and (laughs) it was, yeah, it was huge, but it, it was a struggle because then now, like I was being, I was being exposed to the racism and I didn't understand, you know, there was, I just didn't get it. Cause I like, I didn't know the person. I didn't never seen him before. So what happened, so what happened was um, just a couple of them, um, you know, just riding my bike as a kid, riding my bike. And I, the guy was on his neighborhood, I mean, on his uh, stoop and just, you know, rode my bike past his, you know, place. And, you know, he called me the N word. I was like, huh, you know, it's just like, All right. You know, it, 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 right there, that first one, that first one just got to me and I didn't, get it. Then after that, when it's always been called that, it's just like, why, you know, it's just why, um, I wasn't really too fond of history then, but, you know, I just heard that, you know, us black people were slaves back in, you know, back in the day. Um, we didn't have those type of rights. Um, you know, my mom, she would say, you know, she, she would have her thing about like being an immigrant and being black and, Things were hard for her, and she had a strong accent, so it was even stronger. So for me, I struggled with being Black and and being kind of ashamed of it because I'm being made fun of because I'm different. So, like, you know, I want to fit in, but, like,
2: I, I can't,
3: really. So, yeah, it was a struggle. It was a struggle when I was younger
2: i think it was hard too when parents didn't want you in their house Oh,
3: my that's goodness. hard to
2: fit in yeah. when <laughs> the parents judge you as a bad influence and they've never met you they never had a conversation with you mm-hmm. they're just like oh those kids don't they live in the, the other side of the tracks yeah. uh, so there was that um and that was hard and like webb said that was his first time and you always remember your first as a black and brown person you always remember the first time that you called the n-word mm-hmm. i was I was little, I was maybe four or five years old. Um, and I had been playing with this little girl in my neighborhood, and I went over to see if she could come out. Um, and her dad was in the door, this burly guy, and started yelling, I don't want that N word kid over here playing with my kids. And I was so confused. And I went home and I told my parents, and I was like, I didn't do anything wrong, I don't think. And it took just recently we were talking about it and i was like <laughs> and i think i don't know and i was like you know what i didn't do anything even into my early 40s i still, still held it. on to that feeling of i must have done something wrong um but i'm brown and that's what i did wrong um and so you know uh, did, it's harder yeah. it's harder
0: it's
2: hard it's hard
3: uh, yeah it's hard getting when you're growing up you kind of accept it yeah you know it's just that's how it is you know um either you accept it and kind of just let it roll off your back or you be angry you know um i've been i've been angry but that for me didn't get anywhere for me because you know i'm i'm not the type that like just get angry and start you know flipping things out because then i'm the Flip one that's the cleaning cables. yeah i'm <laughs> the one that's cleaning it up so it was like you know i I just have issues with that. So, uh, you know, I just accepted it. You know, I just accepted it. It's like, this is how they see me, you know, or this is who I am. Because back then, it's like, this is just who I am. Um, so you developed coping mechanisms, right? Basically, yeah. Um, I did a sermon and I called it, uh, not called it, but the word yeah. is assimilation. You know, you kind of just behave, you know, not be you. Behave the way they want you to behave. So um, you know, so you can feel tolerated or accepted, um, and you know that was my life. You know, um, thank God for for giving for giving me a, like a nice smile. So that kind of used, I, you know just being nervous because I am the only black person, and boom, a smile comes out because that that nervous um, that default like you know I have to like make sure that people feel safe, or I'm gonna be safe. You know, it's yeah. just like. So yes, I smile, you know, and I thank God for that smile, you know, and and as a Christian now, it wasn't meant for that, you know, it's meant to, you know, bring the light, but then not knowing God is, you know, that's what helped me. You know. yeah. yeah, and then, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, Webb and I have known each other since we were preteens. we were 10 and 12 when we first met, mm-hmm. so we've seen each other go through the phases of this, and And he very much went to that side of assimilation and I'm going to be a good, I'm going to be the good guy. Um, And parents, parents loved him for it. The ones who came around, (laughs) they ended up seeing who he was and loved him because Mm. the color of his skin is not the dude he is, right? So for me, for me, I went to anger. I was angry Um, in my teen years, early 20s um where I have, before I have found Christ for myself. I was just very angry. Um yeah. So I think I went from anger to okay, well I guess if I assimilate then there'll be less arrows coming at me. So then I don't I won't have to be as angry because I won't be putting myself into those situations because I'll kind of look like you you know, I'll act like you, I'll be calm. You know, I, um, we had heard a sermon uh, and they had talked about a study that was done, um, how other cultures like black and brown cultures, you know, Caribbean cultures, uh, how we operate with emotions and knowledge at the same time, it goes hand in hand. Right? In European cultures, they typically operate one or the other. So they're either speaking out of knowledge or they're speaking out of emotions. Um, but we tend to speak out of both. And once we start speaking out of both, we're shut down. Right? So we have to learn to mute our voices and have a calm voice and speak very, sound very knowledgeable. I mean, we know all the words, so we have to use all the words, right? So that we can sit at the round table, so that we can be heard at the round table. And even then, we're often not heard at that round table. So then we just, you know, it's,
0: uh,
3: I don't know. After a while, it just feels like you're filling a, qu- uh, a quota, right? The word quota, you're you're filling a quota, like that whole um, um,
2: think like
3: um, affirmative affirmative action stuff. Like, with they their, a brown yeah, they need the a table. brown person. They need some black to represent the black, but so there's only so one or two of them. So, um, and yeah, you really don't have a say. They they would listen. They hear you out, but not much is is happening, you know, or 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 oh, I've seen this, too. This actually happened a couple times with me. Or another person um, who is non-black or, you know, whatever, brown, white, um, they'll take my idea and, you know, and, and now it's a great idea. But, you know.
2: But at least the idea's out there, <laughs> At least right?
3: the idea's out there.
2: So we, have, you know, you do a lot of... One of the, one of the things you guys had asked, like, how is it different with having Christ right yeah. and so you do it right we're able to do a lot of soul searching and a lot of like you know what we we live to please God not to please man mm-hmm. right so if they don't hear what we have to say that's fine God knows our heart God know God knows our efforts and if they hear it from a European mouth over our mouths mm-hmm. well at least it's out
0: there Amen. right Amen.
2: so humility um, and I I think I think sometimes that can be viewed as assimilation Mm -hmm. right so but we have to not be prideful we have to not let the the pride and the past hurts that can lead to anger Mm -hmm. take over right so as christ followers we do speak truth Mm -hmm. um and and i'm gonna call you out if 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 you're speaking uh false falsehoods right but i'm gonna do it with love and with grace
0: that education piece i mean i I am ashamed that I am just learning so much now and I mean that like that it's taking what's going on in our world to surface some things and um, always knowing that we had a racial issue in our country for sure but just seeing some of the history and whether you're talking about history you're never a history guy and now you're you're now you know you're becoming like oh and um, oh, he's in it now. <laughs> yeah, and so one one thing I was listening, and and I'll and I'll and I'll link it out there for those who are watching. But Phil Visser, the the VeggieTale guy, months ago did did you see that? I don't know if you guys saw that, but no, he goes through history, and 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 it's nothing new, but he just makes it it's it's a it's a very um, uh, congruent you know thing, and and he talks about you know like in in the in eighties and nineties we had this war on crime, right? And then the war on crime, you know, the majority of, of the war on um, drugs. And because of the systemic poverty, everything, the black community was in this community. And so they had these harsh, you know, jail times that there were no, like, uh, uh, juries. It's like, you get, you know, this amount of years for this. No, but, and uh, I was thinking of you, Webb. I was like, my goodness, like, this it's is totally what
2: happened. That is exactly that what
0: happened.
2: And I, I think I think it, it speaks to the systems. Um, I think to hear Webb's story about um, about him going to prison, I think that you have to go back a bit. I think you have to go back a bit to this is a young man who did not have privileges in life. This is a young man who grew up in public housing from a single mother um, who You know his mom had to work she had to work a couple jobs she had to go to school we don't have we don't have family wealth we don't have um there's a there's a a statistic that if you are black or brown and you go to college and get a education and get a career you're actually at a less advantage than if you don't because your family needs and so they're going to come to you Right. As opposed to a family of European descent, where maybe there's an aunt that has some money in the bank that she can help you out with. Or, you know, there's a little bit of a fund that's been put into the bank for when you graduate. Or, and I know that's not the case for everyone. But statistically, it's more so the case than with us. It's kind of like you're playing a game of Monopoly and, and you play five rounds. And for the first four rounds of Monopoly, we cannot collect money. We cannot collect $200 when we pass go. We cannot get property. We can't have any money. We can, we can watch, and we can play, and do the thing. You can get more debt. You know. Yeah, yeah, we can or, borrow or, money uh, from you <laughs> and then pay you back when we get some more. <laughs> but so for four rounds, we play like that, right? Jail, yeah, yeah. yeah, we stay in jail longer because we can't get the stay out of jail cards. Four mm-hmm. rounds, 400 years of slavery, right? So then, now it's been 100 years, right? And so for that that final round, that fifth round, right, for half of that round, we can play. But you guys can take all of our stuff if you want to. You can take our houses because houses were burnt down. You can take our churches because those were built down, burnt down. You can take our money because we didn't really get much, right? So now that's half the round. Now, Now, finally, we're at the final half of the fifth round of Monopoly, and now we can start collecting money. And we can get property, and we can start to build something to pass on to the next generation, right? But we're not getting boardwalk, we're not getting park place, probably not owning the railroads. We might get something in the hood, right? And that's where we are today in America. So that brings you to a young man who's trying to go to college and pay his way through college and has younger siblings and a single mother. And so he turns to selling marijuana as a bad choice, yes. but as what he thought was his only choice. He was working, putting himself through school, but it just couldn't, wasn't wasn't cutting it, right? Bad choice, terrible choice. Would do it differently if if he could go back. But that's what brought him there, right? Mm -hmm. So now he's living in this apartment with these two buddies and they're selling hard drugs and he's finishing school and- doing his dirty work on the side. Um, And then they get raided, and the police come. And they label him as the ringleader. And he pays a lawyer. And the lawyer tells him, buddy, you need to take the plea. And at this time, we're together, and we're like, but he's innocent. He wasn't selling all those drugs. He wasn't conspiring against the United States government. He's not a drug trafficker. He sold marijuana, and that is wrong and that he is willing to take the punishment for and he said listen guys let to be real honest with you you are a black man living in massachusetts you're co-defendants for white if anybody's going down for this it's going to be you and as a matter of fact if you won't take the plea of doing five years hard time in prison they're going to be so upset that you don't take that plea that they're going to throw 15 years at you mandatory so here he is 24 years old at that time yes 24 years old uh, and he decides well take the i'm not gonna get a fair it. trial so yeah. my lawyer who i'm paying good money to is giving me legal advice and saying don't take this take don't even out. try
3: yeah it was it was hard i mean it was it was that was a hard pill to swallow because it was like you know, I, Became uh, became a Christian. I was, you know, doing all this, the right stuff, right? I was reading in the yeah first first charge ever, never been arrested. um, I I opened up a business while you know, while you know, going through trial and stuff. You know, trying to do the right thing, like I changed my ways, Um, and yeah. And he told me that like they didn't care. Um, Yeah, that was hard. That was hard. That was hard. That was very hard to to really accept. Um, You know, because then. I'm like, I, I was praying to God, like, God, I did all these things. I was fasting, I was praying, I was street preaching and telling everybody about Jesus. And, you know, I thought I had to do all of this stuff. And uh, just one day, the Holy, like, I'm just, you know, just talking to God in my car. And, you know, and uh, it, it it, just felt like I was going to go away, you know, and I'm sitting in my car praying and and, and crying and like, don't let me go. You know, I'm, I'm looking around, I'm seeing people like in their own cars, living their own lives. It's like, Oh, why can't I be like, I'm worried over here, you know? And you know, the, I just felt just the peace of God, just, just come over me. Um, and that right there, it just changed me like, all right, I'm going in, I'm, I'm going in on a mission I'm Going on a mission for God. Um, you know, yeah, I screwed up, but you know what? God is going to use this. And I didn't even know what God was going to do with me in there. And that time was such a growing process for me, such a growing process. So, yeah, the system did not work for me, did not work for me. But God is so good. If you're willing, if I was willing to submit, submit and humble myself, and Lord, teach me, Lord, have your way with me, forge me, what, what? what, what, mm-hmm. I'm here. And, you know, in that piece of God, that's what he gave me. Um, after that day, like you, people that saw me just, they saw something different. They're like, dude, you, you're going to prison. Why are you like not scared or think about, you know, like this craziness. And I don't know, it's just a piece of God. He, he did it. He did it. And yeah, the system did not work, but God used it for awesomeness. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, look where we are right now. Like we can, ah, man. Um, yeah. So the system is awful and yeah, the racism is still there. God, like if we have our eyes on God. He's got us, man. He's got us. We don't need to be angry no more for call the N word. You know, it's, it's, it's such an understanding now that like you're of the world, or if you're a Christian doing that, you're just, you know, God, don't, he doesn't have you right now. You're not giving yourself to him right now. You're not giving that part of your mind, that way of thinking to him. You know, you're stuck. You're stuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, even in prison, I got it. And I got it from, you know, the whole racism in prison That's is very divided. But then there's also a division in religion. You know, I had black people who were Muslims, Muslims. Coming to me is like, "Web dude, like, why are, you, why are you in this white religion, man? And that's the master's religion. You know what they did to our people, all this stuff, right? And stuck on me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Like, what is going on? But pff, Holy Spirit is so good. Jesus didn't do it.
2: Amen. Amen. Huh? Amen.
3: Jesus didn't do it. That's my it. goodness.
2: Come on,
3: man. And, and I told them that, it was like, you know, they, they're not going to see that. you know. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for he, that anchor that he gave me while I was trying so hard to not go to prison. But God used that time to anchor me in him, to know his voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, man. So I'm just speaking victory right now.
0: Yeah.
2: Sorry.
3: Uh, <laughs> and I think,
2: yeah, that's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, how you had said how The world, the world is hateful. The world is, we live in a broken world. And so we can't let people's thoughts and people's words take our victory, right? We can't allow that to steal. Mm -hmm. Though I will say, I think, I think in this season, in this time, I think what is hurtful is seeing our Christian brothers and sisters um, not only be silent, but speak for the other side um yeah we've had some some interactions and it's just been the majority have been amazing and we've seen so much support um from our church family and 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 we're not talking church building family, we're talking church, the church. We Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. the church. God has Mm -hmm. called us to be the Mm -hmm. church. Different buildings, one church, right? Mm -hmm. So we have received great support from the church, from people who love us and who we love and we know that. Um, People who are choosing to be ambassadors for Christ Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. People who are choosing to stand up For justice to stand up and stand out and speak to their families and speak to their circle of influence um, and really not be on the fence, right? Because the fence is complacency, right? Martin Luther King had said uh, one of my favorite things, and I'm not going to get this word for word, but this was his point. He said, in this time, Mm. what is most painful is not the evildoers, for we know that they are evil, right? But it's the good people. Mm. It's our friends who stood by and watched in silence. Mm. And so for us, that's that's our call, church. That's our call to our friends, to our family in Christ. That is our call to stand up, stand out. Amos 5, 24 and 25, it says, and again, I'm a paraphrase because I'm not awesome at remembering exact words, but I'm going to paraphrase this. And it says, I don't care about your praises and your Mm -hmm. clanging and your playing of the Mm -hmm. harp. What Mm -hmm. I want to see is justice. Mm. I want righteousness to flow like a river, right? That is the God we serve. Not the God of the Europeans who brought slaves over underneath the boat, Mm -hmm. right? Because we came on the Mayflower too, but we were just underneath. Mm. We were not on top, right? Mm -hmm. While they're having
3: church on top.
2: While they're having church, praising the Lord. And, you know, they had the people underneath the church. T.D. Jakes had given a great great talk recently. Um, And he was explaining in detail how he went and he toured one of these churches of the early Christians, right? And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then he went downstairs to the basement. And the first thing he noticed was the smell. Mm -hmm. The next thing he noticed was that on the ground, in the cement, were still gouge marks from the slaves' Not wanting to be taken from their from their family, not wanting to be taken from that spot, and the smell that he smelled was because they would stack them on mm-hmm. top of each other like sardines, oh. not like human beings. Not vertical, horizontal, 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 stack them on top, and then when they would defecate and when they would have to use the restroom, they would do it right there, and it would trickle down, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the room there was a, a drain to take all that down, and they would just that's a lot of them died like that, and you could still smell. That while they were praising the lord upstairs. Now not all those people were evil people but who was sitting there thinking it was wrong and not saying anything. Who was there thinking, well, at least they're going to mow my lawn. But you know, who was there just cool with it. Cool with it because it didn't affect them negatively. And I think that's that's currently for me that's currently what breaks my heart. It's to see
0: brothers and sisters in Christ with so so them. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You guys are answering all our questions before we ask them. Maybe you
1: know? Drew is down here saying amen to everything. Amen, amen. Drew. Amen. <laughs> Raise them up,
2: Bowers. Raise them up.
0: Yeah. And I know talking with you guys that you know how prevalent this issue is today and the stories you know i remember asking webb like you ever get pulled over and both like i know every cop in this area (laughs) you know and that stuck that stuck you know because um i was like okay you know this is real this is real and and i'm sure there's story after story after story that this is real that this has not gone away and uh, my hope is that the church now i can't speak for for anyone else other than church is a part of our church is that we do our job you know to to love mercy and to act justly as yeah. my yeah. and we want to uh join in, in every way we can to create awareness but but also you know stand by you guys and not just with that i'm a sorry but it, what can we do? You know, uh, you said stand by, but what does that look like? I, I heard someone say, you know, you know, the Black community loves action. Their love language is action, right? Um, it's not just words and action. And I think Jesus said the same thing about faith, right? He said your faith is about action, not about words. You know. And so, what does that mean for us? And and if you could leave us with a a word to fireside, um, and, and um, in terms of this issue specifically?
3: Um, one word that keeps sticking out at me is uh, compassion. Yeah. Compassion. Because, you know, when, when God looked down at the earth and just saw what, what he was seeing, you know, he had compassion and it moved him to send his son, right? And compassion, I had to look at that word. Someone was telling me, is that like what the English word is kind of is? It, it's kind of muddy, but for the biblical word for compassion, compati is the Latin word, ru, it says suffer with, mm. right? Mm. Suffer with. It. See, up in heaven, they, there is none of all that. So God didn't, he, can, he couldn't understand what his, 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 his people, his children, his creation was going through. The brokenness, the sinful, the, the, sinfulness, the, the just everything that was going on. So he had to send his son, Jesus, to, to suffer, right? He had to suffer. He had to know what it felt like when we're down here suffering. Mm-hmm. God sent, Father, God sent his son. And God, his, Jesus has given us that example that example of compassion to suffer with, right? The body of Christ, as you said earlier, Andy, man, when the body of Christ is rejoicing, we're rejoicing. Mm -hmm. But when the body of Christ is mourning, uh, we're all mourning. It's just, we just got lost. We just got uh, complacent of where we are and it's it's comfortable there and it's safe there. Mm -hmm. You know, compassion is is going to be uncomfortable. Jesus was uncomfortable. We are uncomfortable. and as a body of Christ, we need to feel that and, that's, and then get, and then have that understanding,' going to go next. You're going to have that understanding, and then with that understanding, then we can start moving, because there is understanding. See, Jesus had to get understanding. We're suffering, and, and by goodness, we're free now in Jesus' name compassion, my brother. Mm-hmm. And, and Tara's going to finish off like with, um, what would that look like, um, for fireside and, and, and as a body of Christ to be one. Amen. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, um, and speaking on that, um, that the, you know, I think for any action to happen, for any change to happen, there needs to be action, right? Like you were saying, Andy, not just words, right. And we can talk and we can converse. And I think talking, I think that's, the first step, the first step is sitting with your brother and having that compassion, suffering with, not watching suffering, mm-hmm. suffering with,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Not feeling bad for your suffering, but mm-hmm. suffering with, right? So to suffer with, we have to sit together, right? And we have to hear, we have to be heard with hearts of compassion, right? So so I think that is first and that's foremost. Um, and I think there's, there's very... Um, there's very practical action steps that, that we can take, that the church can take, that people can take. And we've had people reach out and say, okay, what can I do? Like, I'm praying, now what? I've sat with my friends and I've talked with them and I've sat with you guys and we've had, now what? And so for those people who are at that now what, um, we have five things that you can do. Anybody can do these five things, right? They're very doable. So at first, first, before you do anything, or you go try to be part of a protest, or join an organization, or educate yourself, right? Educate yourself. Learn about how America was built. Learn about how the Puritans came here and brought slaves and started slavery. Learn about why people are angry. Learn about why why pro, why there's protesting and why they're being violent that I we don't condone any of the violence but if your child not but also if your child was having destructive tantrums you'd want to know why what has hurt you so badly Mm -hmm. that you feel that this is what you have to do Mm -hmm. and so I think when people get upset about the violence they're more upset about that than they are about the cause that's a problem so the why, so educate yourself. Everybody can educate themselves. There's a couple good books that we've been reading. Um, we don't want to recommend anything that we haven't really looked into ourselves. Um, so we've started, uh, we've been working through um, Be the Bridge. It's a, it's a great book. Really good book. Um, Great book. It's actually a, um, it's a whole movement. Mm-hmm. Be the Bridge is a whole movement. It's a grassroots movement. Movement, Um, so we've been we've been uh, aligning ourselves with some of that work, um, be the bridge, and also stamped from the beginning. Mm. Stamp.
3: Sorry, no. I was gonna say, if you have Spotify, you got it. You just order on Spotify. You got it.
2: Yeah, stamped from the beginning. You can get on Spotify, and they will read it to you. So Mm -hmm. look at that. Um, (laughs) So that's great. You've been doing that. It's a long book. It's a a long book. It's (laughs) long. It's long. Um, But take it in bits, right? Take it in bits. Um, And then once you've educated yourself, find an organization to support. Find an organization whose platform you align with, that you jive with. Be that that Build the Bridge or another organization. But align yourself with them. Support them. And don't just support them um, in yourself. Support them by showing up, speaking up. Support them financially. Support them on social media. Support them if they're having a rally. Show up. Be there. Jesus was with the people. He didn't watch from that mountaintop and say good job guys keep it up he was there with them in Mm -hmm. it in the in the ugly right so be in the ugly right be part of it um so that's two number three is use your vote 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 and research who you're voting for research how they voted 10 years ago 20 years Mm -hmm. ago where did they stand right who is financially backing them because we all have choices to make when it comes to that vote right and that's each individual's choice to make, but I really encourage you, if you care about racial equality, look into where your candidate stands on that. Um, that's all I'll say on that one. Uh, and then um, business. So support black and brown owned business. I'm not saying bring all your business over there, but if you normally, um, if you normally buy books. Check out some books by black authors, by brown authors. Um, people who have kids, you're always buying books for your kids. What books are you buying for them? You know, try to broaden that library that you have. Um, try to support black women who are making jewelry and and different things just support that that commerce. Um, segregation was terrible, uh, but one of the one of the bad things that came out of desegregating was that when there was segregation there were communities right Mm -hmm. you had communities of black and brown owned businesses Mm -hmm. doctors dentists florists woodworkers all of it and you did your business in that neighborhood and then once segregation was abolished all those people in that neighborhood wanted to go to the white neighborhoods where they weren't allowed before Mm -hmm. and they wanted to go get services from those neighborhoods and so all those black and brown businesses had a shutter yeah, mm-hmm. Their no windows want to go back
3: there to the black they're person.
2: like, well, this must be better over here because yeah. we weren't allowed. Well, everybody wants to get out, Right? So, so that so business. Um, and speak, speak, speak up. That is number five. Speak, use your voice, speak up, speak in your circles of influence, mm-hmm. speak up at the dinner table, mm-hmm. speak up when you're with your uncle, who's well, you know, Uncle Sal, he's always been like that. Speak up, right. Educate Uncle Sal a little bit. Just a little.
3: Just a little. You don't have to be. Crazy just a little. It, you know, I don't have to be. You know, violent or with debatable. grace, with
2: grace and love.
3: love, just a grace. little bit. And then on, if they don't receive, well, hey, you did it. You that's did your That's okay.
2: Part. That's okay. Keep it yeah. moving.
3: Yeah, we're not trying to change nobody. We are just trying to get some understanding out there.
2: That's all. Grace and love. Grace and
3: love. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. That's it. And all we do, we do it with grace and love, and that's what we're called to as a people right? And so that's our encouragement. That's our, that's our challenge. Stand up and stand out, church. Mm -hmm. Do it with grace Mm -hmm. and do it with love. Yep. Yep.
0: -hmm. Webb, would you do the honor in closing Mm -hmm. us in prayer, Webb? Yes,
3: of course. It is an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are, Lord God. We thank you that you are Yahweh, that you are on top, that you are sovereign, that, that that none of our pain goes past you, Lord God, and none of our pain is in vain, Father, and we thank you, Lord God, that it just allows us to be stronger in you, Lord, and we just pray right now, Father, that, that, that the body, Lord God, hears, hears your call, Lord, to hear your call to not just be religious in singing and and, and, in programs, Father, that we are moving in in your spirit, that we are moving by your will and grace, Lord God. Even when we are weak, Lord God, you are our strength. So, Father, allow your wisdom to direct us, Father God. Let your knowledge and understanding be, be, be a necklace around us that we do not forget. Lord, we need you. We thank you that we are your children and you hear our voices, you hear our cries, you hear our hurts. Lord God, you suffered and you know what it feels like as you move upon that Lord God. We pray dear Lord for fireside. We pray Father God that they who this the name fire Lord God, Mm -hmm. that they just be on fire, dear Lord, for justice, to be on fire for mercy, oh God, that they'll be on fire for grace, Lord, that they'll be on fire for the Holy Spirit to move them, Lord God. Oh, Lord, allow them to know who they are in you, Lord. Allow them to know that when they are one body, that they can make a difference because the Holy Spirit is moving. Oh, Lord, it is you, Father, that's doing the work. It is your power. It's not by our strength or our might or our wisdom. It is all you, and it's always been you. We thank you for this time, this suffering that is going on, Lord God, because it allowed us to see where we are with you. It, allows you. it allows us to know where we are, Father God, in ourselves. Father, help us. Help us know a little bit more, just a little bit more. And help us to act on the things that we do know, Lord God, that is justice, Lord. And help us just to just know more of you and everything that's going on. And, oh, Lord, we just thank you. Mm. Thank you. We trust you. Mm, Have your way, Lord God. We pray for the uh, uh, fireside for listening. We pray for the Bauer family, Lord God. We pray, dear Lord, that you continue to be their strength, Lord. That you will continue to just be their healing, Lord God. Father, have your hand. I, I just pray that your hands be on them, Lord God. And mm. all of fireside. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you. when we receive you. We receive you. Lord, forgive us for anything that is in us that we don't know. Forgive us, Lord, even the dark areas mm. that, we, that we try to hide from you intentionally, Lord, just uh, when we're trying to hide it, Father, <laughs> help us to give it to you when we're thinking about it. Just help us give it to you. Change us, Lord, because it's only you that can change us. Mm-hmm. We can receive all this stuff, but it is you. Holy Spirit, transform our hearts. Allow us not to conform to the world, but to conform to your word and your will. In Jesus' name, we all ask we say, Amen. Amen.